You are listening to Revolution Fire Ministries podcast. For more information or resources, visit us on the web at www.revolutionfireministries.com. Hello, friends. Derek here with Revolution Fire Ministries, coming at you in our Faith Builder series. Uh, again, this series is all about lifting up, provoking one another into a deeper, more wholehearted, unabandoned love pursuit of Jesus and loving Jesus in a greater way and loving those around us. So again, it's all about provoking each other. Uh, I wasn't quite ready to do this next segment on prayer, and I, and we're going to split it up into a couple parts, but uh, I read a story this morning that absolutely uh, broke my heart, but also uh, did not surprise me. Uh, and as I get into it, this story and this report, uh, you might ask, Derek, why are you upset? Why is your heart sad? Why are you um, discouraged about this? Why is this something that um, is a bad thing? And uh, we're going to kind of get into that. So I'm excited uh, for this journey and let's jump right in. So Barna came out with a new study and uh, what they found um, is quite incredible. For those of you who are not familiar with Barna, uh, the Barna Group is a market research firm specialized in studying the religious beliefs and behaviors of Americans in the intersection of faith and culture. So that's who they are. Um, they're very reputable, and uh, they what they do, they do with excellence. So. We're going to jump right in. I just saw this this morning, uh, but it was released on August 15th. And the title of the research is called Silent and Solo, How Americans Pray. And I'll make sure I get that link uh, in the description uh, on SoundCloud and on our website. So this is the first paragraph, uh, and then we're going to get into this. So this is this is the overview of what they found. Prayer is not only the most common faith practice among American adults, 79% have prayed at least once in the past three months. It's also one of the most complex and multifaceted. The Bible speaks of numerous kinds of prayer, supplication, intercession, faith, etc., and uses diverse language to describe the practice. Different traditions and denominations tend to emphasize certain kinds of prayer over others or even develop and build upon those laid out in Scripture. Perhaps the only consistent thing about people's prayers is that they are different. Americans do not think about approaching prayer in any kind of uh, specific way, or even pray to the same deity, if they pray to a higher power at all. A new study from Barner reveals the diverse prayer habits of American adults. So, they did this study on people's habits of prayer. And I, I want to point out on the front end, it's key what was mentioned at the end that, or even pray to the same deity, um, that this realization that this study, uh, not everybody is praying to the same God. So I wanted to precursor that. And part of that is what breaks my heart. Um, and you'll see why here briefly. So, uh, how often do people pray? Uh, 82% of praying adults, so this is people who pray, 82% of them most often 
pray silently and by themselves. 13% uh, of them pray out loud to themselves, and only 2% pray audibly with another person or group, and or 2% collectively with a church. Now, it's important to understand that they interviewed just over a thousand people. So again, depending on location and walks of life of these people, but again, I think it gives an incredible picture into um, the faith and prayer practices of Americans. So one of the questions, what does the content of your prayer often pertain to? So more times than not, what is your prayer about? 62% uh, it's a prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude. So thanking their higher power uh, for the provision, for the things they've done. 61% most oftenly pray uh, for the needs of their family or community. 50%, uh, 49% personal guidance and crisis. 43% uh, confession and forgiveness. 37, a sense of peace. 37, blessing for meals. So the most often that those people pray, it's at mealtime. So um, that's interesting. Also, um, only 20% of those people primarily pray for the global problems and injustices. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Then the, it begins to break down, um, different people group, uh, different sections of people like high schoolers versus college students. Uh, it breaks down ethnicity. Um, but this, uh, there's a couple of statistics in here that really blow my mind. One of the question who prays for the nation or government? And the precursor is the percentage of prayer at least once in the past three months. So uh, this pertains to only people that have prayed at least once in the last three months. 26% uh, of high schoolers or less say that they pray for our government. 17% of college graduates say that they pray for the government. The breakdown on the political spectrum of conservative versus liberal, 29% of those folks uh, claim to be conservative, or 29% of conservatives who pray at least once every three months pray for their government, and 20% of liberals uh, self-identified as liberals. Okay, that's just very interesting to me. So, this is the shocking statistic not so shocking i i figured this would be the case but shocking in that it breaks my heart the question is to whom or what do you pray though the vast majority of praying adults 89 percent direct their prayers to quote unquote god they don't all pray to the same god if they even prayed to a deity at all if they're not praying to a deity deity i have no idea who or what they're praying to um praying to god is by far the most common response among almost every segment, even between the most active church attenders and unchurched adults. Both, which are just as likely to pray to God, but is no specific but no specific definition was given for quote unquote God. <clears throat> the widespread response may be a product of an equal equally wide interpretation. 
As the options get more specific, the number drops. For instance, only half of praying adults, half, 50%, pray to Jesus. And less than a quarter, only 23%, pray to the Holy Spirit. I find that incredibly discouraging. Um, mostly because, and it's I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I know this to be true, but only 50% of praying adults, 50% of people who pray at least once a month, pray to Jesus. Now, again, when they did this study, they, they didn't have choices initially for people to choose. Who do you pray to? So I would assume that many people, their initial instinct is, oh, I pray to God. I get that. But the fact that only 50% of these folks uh, declare that they pray to Jesus uh, really shook my, shook my heart. Another question, a prayer to a higher power not associated with a specific religion. Uh, so this is people who do not claim to be part of any specific de denomination or faith-based system. So those with no faith whatsoever. 28% of those people pray to a higher power. 25% specifically who are not non-Christian and 15% who are of other faith. So there is uh, good news for spiritual leaders uh, that there needs to be a renewed emphasis, that there needs to be a refocusing. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted at this reality that these statistics, um, the fact that most people pray alone doesn't surprise me, but the fact that only 2% uh, pray with another person and or in a larger group context, there is little to no corporate prayer going on in the United States of America. Um, there's no unified prayer going forth to the only one true God that is Yahweh. Um, and it just makes me realize and think about uh, places like the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, where it is their mission. God rose them up to be a place of 24-7 prayer, exalting the name of Jesus. So who did they pray and worship to? Jesus. Yes, they prayed to the Father. They prayed to the Holy Spirit. But it's all for the exaltation and the glory of Jesus. And then there's ministries like The Call, uh, who call corporate fasting and prayer gatherings. Um, their part of the body, their calling is to gather the body and bride of Christ under the leadership and headship of Jesus and to fast and pray. So, God is raising up these ministries, and I believe he's raising them up because there's a greater calling and a greater need for corporate intercession, a greater call for corporate prayer. Uh, it is so important, yes, that, that we have our own prayer lives with God, with Jesus, uh, with the Father in heaven. That is so important to sustain uh, ourselves in our faith journey and our faith walk. But we have to do it in community. We were never called to live this life of following Christ outside of community. And so the fact that uh, so many do not pray together uh, is just a picture of uh, not doing a part of life in community. And I believe that if the church 
came together uh, and prayed together that we would see massive change because we would be one in unity, uh, but two, we would be honoring each other in that and loving each other. Uh, and as I read this study, it came to mind in First Thessalonians 5. Uh, we're starting in verse 14. This is the New Living Translation. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test, test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. This chunk of scripture is an exhortation of what it looks like uh, to be a follower of Jesus and what it looks like to walk out this faith. We're supposed to encourage each other. We're supposed to always do good. We're supposed to always be joyful. We're supposed to always pray. We're supposed to always be thankful in every circumstance. We're supposed to receive prophecy and test it. And if you uh, know your scripture, it, it says, Paul speaks of in 1 Corinthians, that the gift of prophecy is for the edification and building up of the bride. So again, this positive, it's more than a positive lifestyle, but as we walk these things out, we, we impact those around us. You know, what does it mean to pray always? To never stop praying. What does it mean to always be joyful? And I want to encourage you to unpack those things in your own time. But in relation to this Barna study, I'm just, I'm burdened that there's not more corporate prayer. I'm burdened that, that we're not joining together as brothers and sisters in a unified voice, in a unified cry, petitioning the throne of heaven. It says, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. And that he makes intercession for us. And that we can enter into that. What would it look like if the church in America began to pray together for the same thing at the same time? I believe a great awakening would be loosed. I believe that we will and would see another great Jesus movement. But we have to pray together. We have to walk this out together. We have to do this unified with one voice. It says in Acts 2 that when they were all gathered together in one accord, that means in unity, as they prayed in one accord, that's when the Holy Spirit fell. That's when the Spirit began to move. That's when thousands were added to the church on a daily basis. Why? They were praying in one accord. So again, what does it look like to pray in one accord? It can be as simple as grabbing uh, somebody who is like-minded as you um, to pray with. I say like-minded um, because it, you don't want butting heads when you're praying in a unified way. To have somebody who is like-minded that can agree with you uh, in prayer. It says where two or more are gathered, there he is also. But we need to be in agreement. 
And so if we're not in agreement as we're praying, I, I don't believe those prayers are as effective. So partnering with those who are like-minded in prayer, grabbing somebody, starting a prayer group, a couple of people together, even for 30 minutes a day, what would it look like if we took half of our one-hour lunchtimes, for those who have an hour lunchtime, what would it look like if we took half of that or a quarter of that, 15 minutes, and we grabbed those who were like-minded on our lunch and said, hey, let's pray for this. For these 15 minutes, we're going to set them aside. Let's pray together. What would it look like for us to step out of our prayer closets and into prayer groups? To come out of our prayer closets and come into prayer meetings together. Exalting the name of Jesus and in a unified voice crying out for him and his breakthrough and for him to send another great revival to this nation. Again, this, this podcast series is about faith building. And, and the last one that we, that we posted was about action. Well, this is another call to action, but specifically prayer. It's time that we pray together. It's time that we have a unified voice pounding on the door of heaven to lay hold of those things that are in heaven. And pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That that would be our unified cry. It says in Matthew 11 that since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's time for the body of Christ to become unified and violent in that place of prayer. So I want to encourage you, grab somebody to pray with. If on Sunday mornings or Wednesdays when you're at church and there's prayer going on, even from the pulpit, pray out loud, even if it's a whisper. Join your voice into those, into that prayer. Come into agreement with that prayer. There's something amazing that happens when we speak. When we proclaim something with our words, something happens that doesn't happen when we pray to ourselves silently. And, and that's a, another podcast for another day. So I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. What would it look like for you to step out of your closet of prayer and to join in a unified voice with other brothers and sisters in that place? So Jesus, I pray for my friends. Jesus, I thank you that you're provoking us, that you're calling us higher and deeper with you. And Lord, I thank you that you're calling us out of our prayer closets, that you're calling us to come with one voice, in one accord, in all unity, to cry out to you. So Holy Spirit, even now, would you whisper to my friends, would you speak to their hearts about what it would look like for them to step into this? And Lord, that as they step into it, as they begin to pray with others out loud, would you begin to release that fruit that would then encourage their hearts, the fruit of answered prayers to encourage our hearts. So Jesus, we bless you. We worship you. In your name, amen. You all have an awesome today's Labor Day. Have a great Labor Day. And uh, may the Lord birth something in you today, this Labor Day. In Jesus' name, amen.